I read this somewhere and, and who knows the truth in this and how they come up with this, but the hardest um, child to parent in terms of the stress levels is under five-year-old boys yep. and teenage girls. Probably because they've got the same amount of rational thinking going right. on. <laughs> <laughs> They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. And Wade also gives everyone a rim job. I give wow. everybody a rim job before they leave. <laughs> but only the first time you come on. Oh, okay. don't, go double, don't go double dipping. No way. But you call cut, <laughs> you call cut first. Yeah. <laughs> well, he only does it if you are cut. Oh, well. No, no Gentiles in here. <laughs> no perks for me. That's as good as a start as we'll get. <laughs> hey, welcome to Shitting with the Door Open uh, uh, with Mr. Myself, my good mate Wade Nathaniel Duffin, uh, and first time guest, comedian, uh, ex uh, politician. Uh, sure. We call you the Prime Minister of Australia. You yeah, played, great. You played that role very well of Paul Keating and Keating the Musical, and father of two, Mike McLeish. Hello. Yeah. Hello, and of course, I might feel like we needed like a round of applause. You can put that in after. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. Yeah, he's <laughs> not gonna do that. <laughs> Just we're a really slow. You get the theme song. <laughs> that's what you get. Okay, that's fine. Right, we're lucky to edit out the quiet. rank shit we say at the start. <laughs> 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 I'll take um, any fanfare I can get. You're also the star of a, a parenting themed uh, show called The Drop Off. Yes, yes. My wife uh, Fiona Harris and I uh, wrote and uh, produced. A show called The Drop Off, which yes. we're just about to release the second series of. Great. In February, February the tenth. Excellent. Well, that'll be. That's the is Sunday. That? Ah, yeah. So it's very soon. Oh yes. Um, that's when this is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going right. to wink then because uh, this is being recorded. Yeah. Well, we're recording. Who cares? We're recording it on the 29th and just we to, do what we want. We yeah. do what the fuck we want. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but to recap for the listeners, uh, we're 29 days sober now. The two of us. That's oh, right. is that right? Yeah, but by the time days. this comes out, we will be. But we're not going for rat the house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll be ten days drunk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We yeah we took January off drinking, which was, look, it was worth doing, I think, and that I'd never done it before. But also, January is a terrible month. Well, I was to about drink. to ask, why didn't you choose the the traditional Feb fast, or you, you just wanted to I really even? punish yourselves and see if you could I do it even in do. the most difficult month? I reckon I would do dry July. Yeah, that's July. the one to do. Well, it's you can July. just hibernate. And, yeah. yeah, July or October. You know what I mean? Like nothing's yeah. happening in October. Yeah, anyway. but that's bold. A, yeah. Jan- a dry January. It, it's like a lot of our things. It wasn't well thought out. Not well thought out at all. <laughs> but incredibly well executed. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, I'm surprised. There you go. I reckon. I'm not sure if I would have made it without like we got a little group chat. There was three of us. One lasted three days. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. out. Doesn't have children, no <laughs> obligations. Well, I just I just told someone who wanted to catch up in early February. I said I'll for, for some beers, and I yeah. said, "Oh, look, I'm I'm going to be a horribly boring human being for the month of February. I'm going to do Feb fast. So either let's catch up before January 31st and yes. go hard, yeah. or I'll see you in March." Yes. And he wrote back a couple of days later saying, "You know what? I'm going to do Feb fast as well." Let's form a support group. And I oh, yeah. instantly replied, if by support group you mean clandestine drinking sessions, yes. then I'm in. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Secret drinking. Secret well, drinking. I was very close to having a drink the other day. And I, the, the honest truth was, and I verbalized this to, 
to Hannah. I was like, I don't think that Wade's mental health could cope with me <laughs> having you a go. drink. He did it for you. He'd feel so abandoned <laughs> and defeated. No, would. Yeah. I would feel like, I oh my God, we're staying so close, Harley. <laughs> and now been you're all and clear alone. about it. And when I saw Harley, oh, it's fine. Ah, you have a drink if you need to have a drink. But behind the scenes, I would have been fucking bitching like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Dead, dead to you. So back to the drop-off. The drop-off yes. is, uh, it's a little web series. Yeah, it's a short-form web-based comedy yes. series. We produced the first series pretty much ourselves, smell of an oily rag type thing. Got some funding from Screen Australia. Great. Nice. To do the second one, which was very unexpected. We sort yep. of did the application as a bit of a experiment. Oh, well, we just see if it happens. See if it happens, yep. but geez, it's fucking arduous. Like those applications are pretty brutal. Oh, really? So... Nice we, to we be paid for your work, though, isn't it? Wonderful. And <laughs> also, but also, you know what else is great? Not having to call up your mates and say, oh, look, we're going to make some more of that drop-off thing that you did for Nick's last time. Yes. How do you feel about doing that again? Yeah, right. Like yeah. really long days, early mornings freezing for, for nothing. How much do you love me? So it was really nice to be able Good. to go back to our you know, crew that we really want to work with, cast that we love, and just saying, hey, guess what? You're getting paid. Everyone's getting paid. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. So that was a and joy. And it's such a lovely show. Very Thank well you. written. Like Because yep. I watched the first episode of a uh, season two. You yep. got the and sneaky it, link. Yep. I got the sneaky link. Uh, and then I watched the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Fed you that one. And on a tray. <laughs> Silver platter. Talking about sneaky link, I don't know if you guys are of the age where you do a wee and then you walk away from the toilet and you're like, no, there's more wee. Is <laughs> yeah. that happening to you too? I used to. I didn't wear underwear for a lot of years yeah. and then I had to start to wear yeah. underwear just to absorb you just freeballed for years I freeballed for years but the literally the decision to go for underwear was to soak up that bit of post wee wee yeah. yeah. so that the undies could deal with that and it wouldn't come through the pant yeah. or yeah. short yeah yeah I'm Dad, at happy stage like, I, I yeah, down the leg yeah. Ah, terrible. I know, when you, when you start Googling most absorbent male underwear, <laughs> it's, it's quite a moment. Jeez, Facebook algorithm would have a field day. <laughs> male tampons. Yeah. <laughs> just wouldn't know what to... Yeah, what, what, how, do we, how do we pitch advertising to him now, apart from just going for, what, Nancy Gans? Or what are, what's, the, what's the adult diaper called? Uh, adult tan lady. Tan, yeah. Why is it what just is it a lady? Men have problems with it. I don't know. Yeah. Can't find a size that fits. <laughs> um, but you do have you have two uh, wonderful girls. Yes, indeed. I feel like Wade will have probably more questions for you. Not that boys and girls are different, but how fuck they are. are yeah. your, how old are your kids again? So but our girls are turning 15 and 11 in February. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you're at, you're at pre-teen and teen. And yes, pre-teen and well into... I feel like we're... Well, who knows? I mean, it, it could turn on a dime, like teen, but I reckon 16, 17 is peak teen. Yeah, I sort of hit peak teen when I was 20, 21. I was yeah. a pretty laid back like teenager. Mid-30s. Yeah. I was like, all right, but now I'm really <laughs> now getting loose. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting to mature. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've said this fact on, on the podcast before. I read this somewhere and, and who knows the truth in this and how they come up with this. But the hardest... Um, child to parent in terms of the stress levels is under five-year-old boys yep. and teenage girls. 
probably because they've got the same amount of rational thinking going right. on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. we hope you're listening, Mike Daughters. Yeah, well, <laughs> in the you future. know, yeah. Matt, because what Fiona and I do, we do love to do a bit of a, a bit of reading on on the parent side of things. Yeah. Fiona's a voracious reader. Yes. Me, not so much. I was a Garfield, Tintin, Asterix right. yeah. kid, and never really progressed to much reading beyond that. That's all right. Um, but she reads a lot. And when she says, no, no, really, you should read this, so I do. So uh, some of the reading that I've done about what happens neurologically to teenagers is pretty... Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty stunning stuff. Like it is, it's a, it's a, it's a mind fuck. Yeah, they, their they minds get are getting right fucked. In the mind. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's horrible. It's their first you hope sexual that's the experience. Only place. Oh. <laughs> well, now you're tapping don't, into don't the you? true, true parental terror. <laughs> I don't know why they're going to grow. I want them to be fucked everywhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. I love you girls. <laughs> uh, and are you finding the reading of there and then being um, fucked in the mind? Mind yep. Is that coming true for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think uh, our teenage daughter is – I think she's great. She's really funny. She's 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 got volatile moods. Mm. Um, but so do I. So do I. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I, like, and that's so thing, when like, she has those cracks and she goes from being – Hey, Dad, um, come and play speed with me, a little card game that we yeah. all like to play, or spit, yeah. some people call it. And sometimes I'll say, oh, no, darling, I'll be there in a couple of minutes, or I've just got to do this. And she'll either say, oh, okay, cool, or she'll launch into a monologue, which becomes a soliloquy because she's storming off at the same time. <laughs> so it starts being directed at me. You're fine if you don't do that. You probably just don't even love me. <laughs> Down the hallway and stomp like an ogre, like stomping. This del- the stomping and the slamming of doors is so cartoon-like that you can't help but laugh. But there is that... And you, you can't. There's no predicting it. There's no telltale so you, signs. You, again, again, sorry. On 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 the you know the whole boys and girls are different. I got exactly the same thing two nights ago from my eight year old son who in bed. I'd read him story. I'd been in there for half an hour. We'd chatted. It was time for lights out. He said, "Will you just lie with me for a bit?" And I went, "No, no, I've got stuff to do." And he went, "Oh, you don't want to spend some quality time." With your what? eight-year-olds, <laughs> it's like, fuck off, mate. That's the sort of emotional manipulation I would like my fifteen-year-old daughter to be capable of. That's right. Calm That's down, impressive. Yeah, I was relaxed. <laughs> so I lay uh, with him. Yeah, of course. Do you find like like reading um, all that information. Do you find that helps you with the parenting? Like, no. if, if you understand what she's going through, or do you just kind of go, "Oh, well, now I know," but it doesn't really affect how you would. Uh, yeah, no, every every parenting book that I've read, I, I probably might remember one thing from it that makes me, yeah. makes me sort of raise my eyebrows and go, oh, that's really interesting. I might try that. Yeah, and then yeah. you don't. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like if you if you read The Art of War. I just War, feel like you've just come home, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, well, <laughs> I feel like you're home right now. I feel like this is I suppose fantastic. there's a difference between like reading about, you know, Krav Maga and then getting into a street fight. And it's like, well, you're not going to – I've read about it and then feel like I know yes. what to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're in the midst of it, it's like you're going to get the shit beaten out of you. I feel like that about uh, a lot of the parenting books um, – but some of it has to filtrate in, like yeah, like with, with the fighting analogy, you wouldn't not 
read about it and you certainly wouldn't not practice it before you had a crack at it. That's right. Yeah. And that's the difference with parenting. Is yes. You just have a crack at it. Yeah. You're always having a crack yeah, at it. Just Whether like, oh, you want to all. or not. Yeah. And like anything, a crack at it. Yeah. <laughs> practice is a really good thing. Like yeah. you, you can't yeah. just try something once and expect that to have like this you lasting impact. You can't come impact. give somebody like a Krav Maga punch to the face and expect it to work the first yeah. time. You've got to keep punching <laughs> them in the face. Yeah. So hang on. Are we now applying, are we now saying that Krav Maga is, is a good parenting, parenting technique? Krav Maga is parenting. It's the first time I've heard it. Okay. Could go somewhere. Krav Maga. I don't even Maybe. know what it is. It's it's it's, it's a it's Israeli? a martial art used by the Israeli special forces. Oh, it's basically I... designed to end your opponent as quickly as possible. So it's like chops. Just to like, parenting. It's Just like parenting. parenting. Just like parenting. <laughs> it's Krav Maga. Wow. Parenting. Krav Maga and parenting. Who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, I find like the problem, not the problem, but like with parenting books, there's so much information out there. Yes, and it's a lot and of it's conflict, and a lot of yes. it's conflicting. Totally. Uh, then, how do I know? Like this person's telling the truth over that person. You just kind of got to go with what you feel. Yeah, it's, you well, I mean? it's the, the, I reckon it's the most it's subjective experience you'll ever have in your life. And I remember yeah. before before we had our first kid, we we were all how the, great a parent are you before you have kids? Oh, we're, we're the best, best parents yeah. in the world. Best, best parents, parents in the world. Mate, I, was I was so, so good. I was yeah. such a great dad before Nine years ago. So patient. I was so patient. Fantastic. But we, we'd we'd been planning this big trip that we'd been saving for for ages, and we were going to take our daughter on this trip, by which stage she was going to be a bit over one year old. Yeah. And the amount of people we had saying, oh, <laughs> you wait and see, yeah. you fucking idiot, you wait. And I, internally we both always said, go fuck yourselves. And then we'd yes. get in the car and say, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Because they're just talking about their experience exactly. right, of parenting, which has no bearing on yours no, at no. all. No. And it's and that's it's kind of the yeah. same with the books. Because there's like a lot of people travel with their kids constantly and they have a good time. A lot of people travel with their kids and they fucking hate it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's absolutely subjective. And that, those, both those experiences can happen with the same kid. Yeah, yeah, on the same on the trip. same trip. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Within the same hour. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you are married to... Fiona, who writes the Super Duper books, is that correct? Yes, the Super Mooper books. Super Mooper. Oh, my Close. apologies. He'll edit yeah. that out. <laughs> no, you don't want to get sued by those frozen sticks oh, that no. go in super, everyone's... Oh, the yeah, Zooper Duper. The Zooper Dupers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so Fiona... So you guys are a real power couple. Well, I, did, I had nothing to do with the Super Moopers. Well, she yeah. wrote them. And Scott Edgar, who plays Dave in the drop-off yes. and from Tripod fame, he illustrated those books. Yeah, wow. Um, fucking talented So, yeah, they're, they're, they're cranking out some more of those. And they've they've been doing really well. So and that that's been that's a real good. a real bucket lister for both of them actually yeah. doing some kids' books. So the fact that they get to do it together is pretty sweet. And yes. you're both you're both into. Is there any jealousy there? Yeah. Are you worried about that? Scott about, about yeah. Scott Edgar and you hung out with Scott. I'm suppressing all my laughter. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Scott, we'll have you on the podcast. Uh, but you're of no threat to my conclusion. Well, I don't know. He has a very, very impressive beard at the moment, which oh, I just yeah. I can't compete with that. I can't grow a beard. I can't grow a beard either. So, you grow a great beard. I do. Yeah, I grow, you some, grow, I grow a killer beard. Some whiskers around the chin and on the mustache, but even then, it wouldn't be like a full mustache. They'd be kind of like you know. It's hard to believe either of you are fathers. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's it's true. We're grossly dad, lacking. You know what they say? If your dad doesn't have a beard, you've got two mums. Oh. Oh. Yes, I have heard that. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. That was from <laughs> the band The Beards. Um, now, well, I was saying, biased. you're both, you, your partner and you, Fiona and you are both performers. Yes. And at times of the year, I'd imagine you're both travelling for that performing. Yeah, most of the travelling has been done by me. Right. Most of the touring, most of the touring's been done by me. You do a lot of like plays and theatre. Yeah, mainly like musical theatre. Yeah, like the big. 
but she's going on tour this year with right. a play that she did, so that'll be a bit of a first for her. But there is there's there's time apart, yeah. Like I had last year, I was in Sydney for six months. Oh, oh wow. wow, that's and Brisbane for three. No shit. No shit. So and did you fly family in or you went home on weekends? Bit or? of both. Little from column A, little from column B. So I'd, I'd go home at least every fortnight, sometimes yep. every week. But then, and then they, and they'd come up during holiday times. You know, if it yeah. was holidays, they'd come up and stay with me wherever I was because I always make sure I've got accommodation that my family can come to. But you're still based still in another city and it's... Yes. That's a lot. It's shithouse. Yes, yeah, six and does that, is a long time. Does that break the... You know the 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 fatherhood role. Um, you know you've been away for six months, and then you go try and tell them to do something or um, connect with them, and there's a broken connection there. Yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. And then because you have to, like, reinstate that kind of. Well, there's, but there's also um, as much as homecomings are well and good, and you get big hugs, but you have to embrace the fact that there's a certain resentment there. Of course, your yes. kids are like, "Where the fuck have you been?" Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm kind of sick of FaceTime. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so... And I imagine they've got like all these lives, these stories, things that are happening to them that they just want to share with you. And yeah. then like, you know, like by the time six months has passed, yeah. so much A lot's gone. happened. So yeah. I, I started doing things like, you know, putting reminders in my calendar to make sure I was keeping track of what they were doing week to week. Because when you're home, you just know. Yeah. And you're, or you're dropping them off or you're picking them up or they're talking to you about it in the car or over dinner, whatever. I mean, I, I had one probably... My sort of epiphanal moment, which made me think, I'm not sure about this long-term touring thing anymore, was I came home at the end of um, the rehearsal period for this musical that I've been doing. Yeah. And that's like six days a week. So I didn't come home at all. And I was, so I was gone for four weeks before I went home. And I got home and uh, Fiona answered the door and I came in and I gave the girls hugs. And when I hugged them, I thought, oh, you've gotten bigger. Yeah, uh, right. And yeah. when you're the parent, you you're not your the kids? person. Yeah, I'm fat shaming them. Fiona's just been feeding him. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're in the middle of a moment there, but I had to interject. So that's not okay, Mike. <laughs> fat shaming your daughters. Yeah, oh, my God. I know. That's it's disgraceful. It's true. Even we have limits, mate. <laughs> I know. But yeah, well, you can cut that out as well. But, that, you know, other people come around to your house and they have the right to say, oh, gee, you've they're grown. getting bigger. Yeah. Yes. But to be their dad and to come in and go, ah, oh, you've grown since last I saw you, that's not a good feeling. No. No. Well, see, that oh, happens. Wow. Th- that happens with my toddler, but yeah. that's the nature of toddlers. You turn around, they grow so fast. Yes. And they're fucking grown. Yeah, that's right. But you don't really want that with a teenager. No, and and the younger one who was uh, nine, going on ten. No, she was already ten. She was already ten. Yeah, um, you know, she's going through the whole prepubescence thing. So yeah. there's a lot going on physically for yeah. her as well. These little developments happening, and yeah. all of a sudden to come back and go, oh. Wow, you're pretty close to the boobs and pubes stage as well. That's that's yeah. getting scary. I but yeah, that, that was a horrible thing. They do rapidly grow, though. They do. They yes. just wake up one morning. What the fuck happened to you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you guys seem like every time I see your family, which is maybe like once a year, I see you guys as a whole. Yeah, pretty regularly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're tight. Man, on We're my so friends close. list, that's very regular. <laughs> I know. It's almost a bit. It's a bit stalky, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> your family seems super tight. We are, we are, it we seems are super like tight, super close, and super nice. And like you put out that um, Christmas video every year, yeah, which the teenager still wants to do, yeah, um, which is uh, talk amazing. us through the Christmas video. Well, it was just it was something that Fiona had this idea maybe five years ago to just pick a song I'd, that was maybe from that year or a song that we feel like represents the year that we've had, yeah, and then we just film ourselves 
dancing around like idiots and lip syncing to it, and then Fiona puts it online in and order to humiliate all of us. That is <laughs> Or, actually, it's less to humiliate ourselves and more to point out to the world at large that we're better people than they are. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Because you, as a family, learn a song, lip sync it, and film it, and yeah. put yeah. it on yeah. the internet. Look how, and that means tight our that we're incredibly well-adjusted yes. and our children love us and we have yeah. no problems. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag, Hashtag blessed. blessed. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> parent life. Namaste. Hashtag namaste. Hashtag get back in the dungeon. Now because I would remember, I would be a teenager, and that would be the last thing I'd want to do. Like yeah. I just put a point blank said, "You're out of your fucking mind." Yeah. Without the fucking in there, you're out of your mind. <laughs> There's no way I'm doing that. Well, I did. Except I wouldn't have said it. I just would have gone Ugh, and just walked into my room and shut the door and started masturbating. Well, we get a little bit of that, <laughs> and then I never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> but now, well, now people are filming that and putting it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Why? <So, laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is it password but, protected? We're well, from? you know, you got to text in. You ask permission. And yes. Then they, uh, text I'll sure you establish consent. Did and you then say I text in your ass permission? Yeah. <laughs> text your ass permission. Where's the, where's the punctuation in that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we did that as a family, but I grew up in in what I uh, yeah we definitely masturbated, <laughs> but we weren't public about that because God was watching. So you had to try and hide it from God under a That's lead right. plate. Uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, mm. yeah, because God is like Superman, can't, can't see through, through lead, can't <laughs> see through lead. <laughs> whatever. But we, I grew up in uh, the cult, as I refer to it, the Methodist church, as yep. other people would know, and uh, we would constantly do. Um, Concerts and performances, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh but God, we just like didn't the film sound it. of music. Well, Fiona grew up doing that. So, like, Fiona was the sort of writer director of her family as well, and yeah. bullied her two younger brothers to be a part of her productions. And yeah. they hang the sheet, they do the whole thing. But of course, yeah, difference is you just do it for whoever was in the room or whoever was around for dinner that night. You don't. You wouldn't. F- Put Chuck it on, it on Facebook and yeah, YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Man, yeah. I would love it if the girls got to like uh, 13 and 15 and they still wanted to hang around us as much as that. Like, yeah, I, I, I would feel like yeah. I've done like a good job. Yeah. You know? I, want, in, I want it in, in equal measures. Right? I want my kids to get to a point where they definitely want to move out, have their own individual lives. Like, I really, jokes yeah. aside, I want them to go away and, yeah. and find the world. Yeah. But then I also want them to desire to be with me and hang out yeah. with me. Or even yeah. when they're out finding the world, just to send you a text from yes. wherever saying, Dad, you would not fucking believe where I am. Yes, like, you exactly. know what I mean? That Rather thing. than not talking to your parents for like six months and then yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. one thing, one thing, one of the nicest compliments we've had recently was when we had, a, a few, it was a sort of Christmas dinner thing we were having or any dinner in December is a Christmas dinner. A bunch of friends came around and, you know, and Finn was, our eldest daughter was wanting to hang out at the table with, with the grown-ups. And when we eventually convinced her to go away so that we could speak freely about yes. our lives, one of our friends said, that's so nice that she still wants to hang around you and, and yeah. your friends. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it is nice. And we're waiting for that to not be the case. But in the meantime, we're sort of living it up. What do you think that you've done that achieves that? Obviously, I would think, well, you've done fun things like uh, these music videos yeah. that creates a family unit but do you do other things consciously that creates that family unit uh, uh, do you have like family meetings um, we don't we scheduled mm, events eating together is a big deal for us as much as we can um, and I mean particularly when it comes to dealing with things like you know me being away a lot or we just I mean it's it's a pretty typical thing but we we do just try and be as honest as possible and we have been from very early on yeah like 
at times when people have said, hang on, you told them what about masturbation? Yeah. She's two. We, it wasn't that sure. bad because they didn't know about masturbation at two. I no, don't they think. probably couldn't say the word. No, well, yeah, it's a lot of syllables. <laughs> but yeah, we do, we talk pretty openly about. I don't know why it's funny stuff. thinking about a two-year-old trying to say masturbation. Masturbation. <laughs> oh, yeah. how adorable. It's how adorable. adorable. Everyone, come in here. <laughs> say it again. Say, right. it, again. say we, it for grandma. We know full well that Walter at the moment is, is saying shit and fuck heaps, right? Yeah. Because we just have not edited it as quickly as we should. Yeah, but right. every time he says it, we just correct him to sit and truck. Oh, nice. And as if he's going to buy that. It's like as if you're saying Did sit. Did I tell you that uh, PJ wanted to say a swear word the other day? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I tell you that? I don't know. Say it again. So we were in the bathroom and she was getting a bit upset. She just finished shower and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, you said a bad word to me the other day. And I said, all right, what was the word? <laughs> you know, put her on the spot. She's like, I it don't want to say it. It was I'm masturbation, like, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 it's not a bad word now. Uh, and she's like, I don't want to say it. I'll get in trouble. I said, you know what? You're clearly getting upset because she's getting herself so worked up. I said, why don't you say it? Just this one time. Leave pass. You tell me. Yeah. Kids okay. love it. That's exciting. Yeah. Go on. And she's oh. like, ah, ah. And then she'd start crying. She couldn't say the word. She thought she was going to get in trouble. And I said, well, what does it rhyme with? Did you snap and go, just fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then after like five minutes, I reckon, I'm, I, I managed to get her to say, she's like, oh, it, rhyme, it rhymes with truck. And I'm like, all right, I know the word. You don't have to say it. I'm sorry I said that to you. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. But then also explain there's words that grown-ups can say and kids can't. Like, that's just yeah. the reality of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have more responsibilities. Uh, I've got more privileges. Yes, so that's just, absolutely. That's just fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, princess. And then so we go into the bedroom and she starts crying again. She's like, I really want to say the word. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you can say it. I told you, you can say it just this once. And then after like two minutes, I just hear this quiet, Fuck <laughs> from the corner, <laughs> and, and and I said, "What did you say?" And she's like, "I knew I'd get in trouble. I knew I'd get." In. She starts crying all over again. Oh, poor Penny! It was so oh. funny. Do you have a no swear policy in your house, or is it just no? Oh, it's a pretty, get, it's a pretty older. fluid situation. Um, we we try our best, but we're not very good at it. We've got some friends that are a lot less good at it. Yeah, right. But I think I think our girls have got a pretty good understanding of of that of that yep. the grown up privilege thing. Yeah. Elder daughter actually, um, what did she say? She said bullshit in the car to me the other day, just sort of in conversation. Yeah. yeah. And she used it really well. Yeah. yeah. It's to be applauded. And so I was perfectly happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Because and also I felt like she was having a moment of going. I wonder what dad'll do. You know, she probably didn't, didn't even give it that much thought. But because yeah. it was one of the first times that I that I remember or recognize the fact that she'd just sworn just as yeah. part of having a chat in yeah. the car. Did you maintain composure? Or yeah. Did you, or did you kind of didn't just go bat like an eyelid. I didn't bat just an eyelid. Just kept going. Yeah. What if she I just started you... abusing every other motorist around yeah. me really loudly. <laughs> I just projected through the windscreen. Yeah, right. But if she come up to you and says, hey, fuck you, Mike, you piece of shit, there's your fucking bullshit started kicking you, what would you... High fives. Yeah. High fives all around. <laughs> That's my girl. I would maintain my composure. I would Wouldn't maintain that my composure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. You know, we've got... We've heard some stories from some friends of ours who've 
been through some some rough patches with teenagers. Yeah. Who and they they hear they they hear sentences like I fucking hate you yeah. oh, from yeah. their children from their yeah. teenage children. Oh, I fucking hate you. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. definitely have that. You think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I haven't had it yet. I've had I hate you. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I I can only really now remember once that he said that, and that was Walter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've only once that uh, the big one has said that, um, and he certainly used the f bomb. But every time he's used it, either it's been in a can I say the word like PJ was yep. saying, and and I've watched the joy and gone sure, knock it out, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then there's been a few times where it's been in genuine frustration, and I'm like, that's fine. So I know that those two moments are definitely going to get connected together. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to fucking hate me. It's just, oh, they're, just, they're just parallel lines running along yeah. waiting to cross. Yeah. Yes. like a lot of hip-hop. And I'm worried like one day she's just going to drop the N-word. I'm like, oh, no. So no. Leonard dropped the N-word, but oh. not, he, didn't, he didn't use it in a derogative way. He just said it as a... Um, because he knew it was a bad word. He'd heard it at school. Yeah. Um, and possibly had heard it in, in some hip-hop. And... I had to then try and explain that that word is very offensive yeah. um, to a group of people, yeah. but then not over-sensationalise it because then that becomes the word yeah. that he wants to use. Yeah, yeah. that's the word. That's, that's a very difficult yeah. um, line to walk on. one forbidden word. No, because then that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. out. That's yeah. happening. And it can take a long time to explain context. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're choosing specific words like that right. that can have... You know, a horrible, horrible effect on another person. Yes, yes. yeah, that's oh, wow. that's and, um, and that's I think tricky. At the time, um, you know, I, I vaguely remember saying something to the effect, of, and it had to be age appropriate as well, that that word was used to oppress uh, a certain group of people. Yeah, um, and the thing that unified them was the color of their skin, and that was the only difference between them and the people that used it to oppress them. And it makes them feel really bad, and we don't want to make people feel really bad. Yeah. It was basically how I said it. And yeah. it seemed to at the time, I'm hoping, really got into his head and went, oh, okay, fair enough. Because he's sure quite did. an empathetic head. He's very empathetic, you yes. You know, like he yes. wouldn't want to make people feel bad no. on purpose. Like, so that's a, what a great way to explain it. I was genuinely shocked at the time that he As you would be. even heard that word. and and, uh, and it's, it's probably the most jarring word it's that I It's very hear. jarring. Like I can't think of another word that makes me go, oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you know, like people do have a physical reaction to it. Like even like other racial kind of like slurs, I can kind of go, oh, come on. No, not cool, not cool. But like the N word, I'm like, oh man, that's a real kind of fucking But on that level shock. too, like I, I think maybe I've told this story before and because you're, you're further along in your parents, Parenting, and I don't know what your social circle's like. Um, it can be problematic when my, my life, particularly, is very Anglo. Yep. Um, and so I had this moment on the tram with Leonard when he was only, oh, he was maybe about three and a half, four. I know that he was speaking very clearly and very audibly because of what happened. And it was a packed tram, and we were coming back from Melbourne Uni where I'd had a daytime gig, couldn't find a carer for him, so I had to go there. He was outside the gig um, with another comedian waiting for when I finished, grabbed him, jumped on the tram, heading back. The tram is, as you would imagine, in Melbourne, multicultural Melbourne, yeah. full of people of different races yeah. and very packed. And sitting across from us uh, was a young African girl. And Leonard very innocently just went, why is that girl's face black? And I did the the very responsible parenting thing of ignoring that he had spoken. <laughs> <laughs> in the hope that we would disappear and this problem wouldn't... Oh, this is our stuff. Oh, this is our stuff. Look at God. Dad, we're in Coburg. To try to climb out that tiny little shutter window. <laughs> and so I ignored it. And then he repeated it. Why... 
because he's just and probably louder. Because why are you ignoring? Definitely it? louder. Yeah. And the, the reason that he was confused is because of how fucking Anglo my life is. Yeah. And so he asked again, and I'm trying to come up with how do I answer this? And then she answered, and she you could see that she was she'd been made to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And she was a little bit annoyed. Um, and she just looked <laughs> at the three and a half, four year old, went, because I'm black. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I just repeated what she said. I'm like, that's, that's a good answer. Because she's yeah. black. Now shut the, just shut up. <laughs> and I guess, like, there was complete innocence. You can't judge the child. But I suppose everyone in the tram was going, well, obviously his dad is racist. Not that he'd really <laughs> said anything racist. He's inquiring about his skin color. But I could have possibly avoided that situation if I had a more diverse friend circle. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I hear that. Because it does make you feel like guilty. Yeah, it it made me You feel haven't said anything wrong and you're like, oh, oh white guilt. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you've got diversity in your life or uh, if uh, you've had a, those a, issues a with kids. I mean, most of the diversity in my life comes from the work that I do. Like the last show that I did, um, it was really racially diverse because the cast was meant to be made up of, well, there are a lot of African-American characters, but the producer of this show, actually, God bless him, decided not to import a bunch of African-American guys and yeah. girls, which often happens yes. with these sort of big Broadway musicals. So he cast, um, well, there was there was a woman, Australian, but with from Zimbabwe originally, uh, a Tongan guy, a South African guy. And so that... But those social circles are, are transient. You know, I yes. get to know these people. I, I would call them friends. And yeah. if I bumped into them now, I'd give them a hug. But that's where a lot of the diversity in my life comes from. The, yeah. It's yeah. the jobs that I do. Uh, we live a pretty Anglo life too, you know, to yeah. be well, perfectly I have, honest. I, you know, stand-up comedy, um, even in the time that I've been involved in it, um, has uh, fortunately become more and more diverse yeah. uh, in the representation. And so in my work life, same as you, I have a really diverse life, yeah. um, depending on, on what gig I'm at. Um but that's I don't bring my work home. Yeah. Like I have a very tiny circle yeah. of friends and I can't take my children to comedy mainly because <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't have to worry about the other acts, it's what's coming out of my mouth. So yeah, I don't know uh I mean I don't know how to fix that problem. I mean, uh, uh, our, um, let's leave it out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll fix itself. It'll fix it. It'll sort itself out. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> our, uh, our younger daughter um, got told off for using the word black oh. in reference to another to one of her friends' skin color. Right. Um, and the way she told it was that another one of her friendship group, you know, 11, 12-year-old girls, had that sort of visceral N-word reaction oh, really? to her saying, well, because she's black. Yeah, well, right. that seems fine to me. It does seem but, fine. But, uh, you know, I'm not the one. But also generationally, yeah. it's like yeah. if it's, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I would by no means call that po political correctness gone mad. No. But there is definitely an acute awareness with our kids' generation, I reckon, well, it's it's this it's a strange seesaw actually because I see like my kids have an unbelievably racially diverse group of friends. Yeah, but they still have an awareness of the fact that it's like you you shouldn't say that about yes. that person just because that's the only point of difference. Yes, and it seemed to me, and that's the, the discussion I was having okay. with Abby, our younger one, saying, "Well, I think they were just they were trying to do the right thing and say, well, don't just." Don't just like use that broad brush stroke. Yeah. yeah. Right. But then talking to an 11 year old kid, it's like, 
all right, take a seat and we'll get through this in about three and a half years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. I'm going to edit out the bit where I said that was all right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think on that note of two, political correctness gone mad, I don't think that exists, by the way. There is, I don't no, think I there's ever a situation yeah. where it's political correctness gone mad. There's some people that are intensely sensitive about uh, an array of different topics, but when it comes to the youth that are finding their way of what's right and wrong to talk and uh, speak about certain subjects, yeah. I'm trying to remind myself of this uh, each year I get older, is that you let the youth inform you yes. on how to behave yeah. in public. That's why you let the youth run the protests. Yeah, Because absolutely. the youth are full of ideals. They're such idealistic uh, people, they're like, oh, we can save the world. You get through your 30s, you're like, no, you can't. It's fucked. Yeah. But so that's you, sort of you genuine. need them to well, go, hey, you can't say that anymore. You're like, oh, can't I? Righto, I'll, I'll do but my But they're best. also yeah. very impressionable. Yes, You know they what are. I mean? They also like absorb a lot of different ideas. Yeah. And, man, I don't know. I got nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> Some classic Wade wisdom. <laughs> I reckon right, right after. Oh man, I don't know. Just chuck the theme in again. <laughs> um, changing tack slightly, uh, you seem a very present father. Just the way you talk about it, um, and, and all the different things that you've already mentioned about your your home life. Did you have a present father, or were you coming in blind? No, pretty much coming in blind. Yep. Not to bad mouth the old man but it, it, it was a very traditional he left yeah. early in the morning and came home late at night and yeah uh you know he he took me fishing yeah he liked to and was that fish. like a, a once every now and then kind of well like during summer bonding. holidays you know he had a yeah. boat so and, and oh, he nice. that, that's what he wanted to do with his son he wanted to take yep. him fishing which i enjoyed for a while there yeah and i did it because i knew dad liked it we got to hang out together but he was he's was very Sort of quiet, stoic man. Yeah, it Old sounds school. like I'm, you know, describing no, the, the beginning no, no. of a Patrick it, White novel. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just sounds old school. He he is. He's, he's old, old school. school. But I mean, he was also very musical. Like I remember Dad finger picking away on the guitar. And oh yeah, but I almost got in there. Lock the door, <laughs> Mum and Dad. Bloody hell. <laughs> I noticed uh, him strumming a guitar. Oh, hello. What can you do with <laughs> that? That's what she calls it. <laughs> I noticed him pounding away on a guitar. <laughs> I noticed him blowing the little flute hole. <laughs> oh, you just change instruments completely. You can't do that. Same so instrument, different I, name. I would like to think that I... I yeah, uh, you know, uh, so Dad 2.0. Like, yep. I, I yep. like the idea of... Taking what I saw as the the best parts of my dad, but I mean, and this is, geez, this is a bloody minefield as well because everyone says, "Oh, I'm never going to be like my parents," and then you do end up being like your parents because there's just DNA and there's just stuff in there. But that you also, can't like, fight. you know, like your parents probably did, like your dad took you fishing, yeah, you know, and he worked hard to like make sure you guys had something damn right. Like and he was doing his best. He was oh, doing damn right, his best. yeah. Absolutely. It so doesn't like mean doing his best. It, w it was the best job. No, but the men in that era, we've talked about it so much. Yeah. Well, what did he have as a model? You well, know what I mean? yeah, that's like, exactly yeah. right. Where the fuck yeah. was his dad? Yeah, probably went to war. Probably came home all messed up. That's probably yeah. Took him fishing once every five years. You know. Yeah, and that's and I feel in in no, you know, I can't I, I can't complain about my dad. He never raised his voice to me, oh, let alone wow. raise a hand. You yeah, know what right. I mean? He yeah. was like he was a good dude. He's still a good dude. Yeah. He, we we see each other. Well, we miss him every day. Well, I know. I know. I know. Up there. Do you know something I don't know? <laughs> Your dad's dead. <laughs> He didn't even send an email. 
<laughs> so then, if that's if that's the modelling, I'm always interested in this. What was it that then changed it for you uh, that you're a more present father? Given that sometimes you're away for six months, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, so the irony. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed at all. I just go away for longer at a time. Uh, I I made I made a conscious decision to uh, to talk to my kids. Yeah. And and from very early on, talk to them in the same way that I'm talking to you without the content and language. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 I really bristle when I hear baby talk, when I hear oh, kids getting worst. spoken oh. to oh, it's like they have a mental disability. Yeah, there's none of that. And so from very early on, we've just talked to our kids like they're smart people. Like, yep. you know, like they're going to understand what you're going to say and they're going to absorb it and they'll ask the questions that are appropriate. So... And I've always made that effort, yeah, to to sit down and have a chat to them. And I am a sucker for sitting on the bed and having a chat, even though it's fifteen minutes past their bedtime. Yeah. Because yeah. more often than not, that's that's when the question they've been sitting on all day comes out. Yeah, right. Where you say, "Good night, yeah. darling. I love you. Sweet dreams. Kiss." You get out, Dad. Yeah, darling. What's a blowjob? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm pulling in the Jason recliner and yes. we're going to sit and have a chat. Definitely that question is hypothetical. That hasn't happened yet. Okay. But it seems to me that the question, How you know, it? it's like they... <laughs> Show Mike what a blowjob is. <laughs> All right. All right, Wade. Hands down. <laughs> it's very hot. <laughs> that that, yeah, you don't want to do that. Uh, because, oh man, when it comes to baby talk, I, I talk to the girls just normally, um, but I can see... They're only like two and four, yep. about to be three and five, but they do have a bit of baby talk in them, which drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And I try to correct it when I can, but they mainly revert. Like when it's just me and them, it's fine. Yes. But they revert so hard when there's anyone else in the group. Like not right. just Claire, like, but anyone else. Like yes. another adult comes in, another kid comes in. An older kid, you think, oh, they're going to act up, act older than their yeah, age. Yeah, right. They revert right back. Do they? I, yeah, yeah. They just kind of help themselves. Yeah, I never, I've never, i never had it with, um, especially with Leonard. Um, I, I was just always, it was it was me and him, it felt like from, you know, very early on before uh, I left his mother and be, I should say before our relationship broke up, puts the ownership on me. Yeah. We were both at play there. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> edit that out, Wade. <laughs> before I left Nothing mother, is getting edited out. Oh, that's what I was going to bring up now that uh, I've just said that. He's just started to ask that question. Um, forget the fact that I about didn't do baby talking. About blowjobs, yes. No, he... And, and I'm I'm struggling at the moment. Maybe both of you can give me some advice on, on how to deal with it. He's asking the origin stories of his mother and my relationship. Oh, oh wow. And, and it is... It shouldn't. I was going to say it's a minefield. It shouldn't be a minefield. It's it's just a part of my history, and it's a part of his history, and he wants to know the stories because I've been slowly trying to um, do do less story every night from a book, yeah, um, and give him some of my stories. That's and a good idea. Such a nice every time I do idea. it, oh, he just lights up. He loves it. Yeah. Um, I stupidly told him a story the other day about how I threw a spitball in class, and as I was telling him, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, as if he's not going to get a school and throw a spitball. What the fuck am I doing? But it was joyous, and he loved it. He thought it was so funny. Um, and so he's asking these questions, and I'm. Uh, at the worst, I'm reacting with a I don't want to talk about it. Stupid. Doesn't not need yeah. it. But I'm I'm sensitive about it myself. Yeah. But I could just give him the story. I just don't know how to But it is at the end like it is his story, but also it is your story. You know, yes. you know, you don't have to tell him any, something that you're not uncomf- that you're not comfortable with telling him, I don't think. But also man, it's a pretty simple 
you guys were in love for a while. Here's yeah, some, well, that's here's the some thing. of the good moments that happened, and then as you know, sometimes people grow out of love, and then and that, he's already had that narrative. Like, why yeah. aren't you you and Mum together? Well, this is just I don't really happens. have an answer. No, I don't have the answer either, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you charge by the hour? <laughs> I literally use him as my therapist. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought that I'm having some real struggles with depression? That's <laughs> that depression going? <laughs> All I've heard from Wade so far is, you shouldn't talk about it, don't think about it, and don't tell anyone. <laughs> and calling people black is fine. <laughs> Uh, oh, look, man. I reckon uh, we're, we're about at the end of uh, not just this episode, but the podcast in general. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, something we do... Abs- I had some more questions. You do? All right, just you one. do that before oh, I go get on. into that. Just like, where, as the kids get older, there's some basic things like, um, you know, they'll eventually start drinking tea and coffee and, you know, yep. all that kind of stuff is fine. But did you, are you aware of like um, your oldest starting to think about like sex and alcohol and drugs at the moment yeah absolutely you know friends of hers have got boyfriends yeah and they're starting to talk about this stuff um how do you deal with that i look i i still i'm halfway between just curling into a ball and denying that it's going to happen um but also just thinking well yeah you can all you can do is hope the best for them Yes. You know, and I've actually already had a conversation with her where I've said, look, chances are your first kiss isn't going to be great. Yeah. Chances are those first experiences are going to be awkward and weird and and fumbly because no one knows what they're doing, but that's just normal. That's just normal. Absolutely. So as long as you're being fumbly and clunky and awkward with someone you actually really like and who actually really likes you, great. Then you can actually be fumbly and awkward and maybe even laugh about it together yeah. because it's a shared experience. What, what I start worrying about, obviously, is when something's just happening to her. Yes. And I, I'm, no. not, I'm not Free particularly agreement. talking about sexual assault or rape, no. but if she's with a guy or a girl but who, you know, coerces her into a situation where she's not comfortable but sort yeah. of, yep. you know, like and she, she starts getting the, oh, what, don't you love me? Go on, yeah. if you love me, you do yes, it. Yes, That sort of stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I have depths of fear about all that sort yeah. of stuff. But you've and had like you've been pretty open and honest with her. Yeah, and I'll continue to be. Now that some of her friends uh, are getting boyfriends, she's got that feeling like she's being uh, and girlfriends. She's got that feeling like she's being left behind. Yeah, you know. And so I have we have that conversation with her. Just that running your own race thing. It's like yeah. it doesn't mean they're ahead of you or that you're behind them that's just their life and this yes. is yours yeah. so don't yeah. you don't never measure yourself against someone else's you, experience yeah. you might die alone you may well <laughs> die based on the way you're behaving today here are some cat adoption papers yeah <laughs> yeah. not even cats will love you <laughs> they'll probably eat your face when you die and you sleep yeah that's right and that's for the best based on how that's turning yeah. out too I'm always just like that's my you know, not it's not a fear, but I'm always like curious. How will I approach that as they get older? Those kind of like questions, like you be open and honest. But then there's only so much information you can give them, yeah. Uh, before it's on them, yeah. And then they're in that situation, and it's not a situation that they have control over that I'm worried about. It is, as you say, it's a situation, and I found myself in fucking too many to think of when yeah. I was like a teenager. Yes. Like situations I didn't have control over. Yeah, situations that's right. where I felt pressured into. You know, all sorts of mischief. And I think if if parents of boys were as 
concerned as the cliche is, of, like you two, concerned about their girls, if, if parents of boys were as concerned as that and had that discussion, and maybe they are, I can't speak for everybody, but it seems the narrative is, oh, I'm worried about the girls and what's going to happen to them. Yeah, but actually, yes. I'm worried about my boys and of what's going to happen to them. Yes, of course. I think about that. And had that discussion with boys. I only have girls. I can only... And, but I've, I've, course, had, I've had that conversation with other friends of ours who've only got girls, and it's, it's a fascinating one because parents of girls are scared of boys. Yes. They're scared of what boys are going to do to their girls. Yes. But you're yeah. absolutely right, Harley, in that if these conversations were happening with parents and their boys, yeah. then well, there's got to, there's just as much fear about what's, oh, yeah. what could happen to you because it's just absolutely. your kids. Yeah, it's, it's just, just your, your kids. kids. Yeah, and absolutely. you want them to grow right. And, and discussing it, especially um, as, as they hit puberty, discussing openly, or, but you've got to do it well before then, um, and obviously age appropriately, but discussing sex and talking about it and having no shame involved in it, um, I think, uh, from all the stuff that I've done with Nellie Thomas over the years, uh, that's the key to making sure that they know that they don't get coerced into something. Yeah, that's there right. Yeah. free agreement. Yeah. Uh, and free agreement means there's no coercion. That's right. Yeah. And it's not just sex as well. It's like drugs. And oh, alcohol. it's yes, It's everything. all sorts yeah. of like yeah. Yeah. mischief. Yeah. Anyway. And w- which is all, you know, I can't help but feel like a rampant hypocrite when I'm telling her about drugs and alcohol because by the time I was her age, like turning 15, I was well into it. Same. Well yes. into yes, it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, when I was fifteen, I just started drinking and yeah, and all sorts yep. of fun things. and all sorts of mischief. And we haven't yeah. stopped except <laughs> no. for this shit, month. except for January. <laughs> <laughs> what a long month it's been. Honestly, oh, how come one month takes so long? <laughs> uh, so our, our favourite story, just because we love to hear other parents, uh, I guess failures or um, failures fears. is the one. Failures is good. Um, yep. Horror stories of a parent, moments of of near death or um, where you've uh, you, you've maimed your child, <laughs> <laughs> you've permanently injured them, you lost them. They uh, went for Bev, a walk. Bev I've Killick's lost kid ate some rat poison. Once. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Josh Earl's kid fell down a well. Yeah. So fell down a well. Yeah, but well, it wasn't it stuck long enough to get a telly movie out of it. Was that, a was about, he did that <laughs> yeah. for material. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Oh look, I've lost both my kids more times than I'd care to remember. One fateful day in Kmart was the longest. It was yep. probably about a, a seven-minute. That's oh, a long time experience. That's a long, long time. seven minutes. Yep. And she she was sitting. That's in a, a year. A circuit. It's it's a year in yep. lost kid time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. She was sitting about a metre away from where I turned around and couldn't see her and she just decided to hide in a yeah. circular rack of clothes. Oh. Right. Yeah. While I was... And I can I can get some volume. Yeah. I work in music fucking theatre. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can send it to the back of Kmart. And I was... It's like this chorus line came out and started dancing. It was a flash mob looking for my fucking daughter, and she just thought it was great to hide there. But that's that's more of a horror story to say what an awful person she was as a child. Yeah, Um, the one that springs to mind probably where I the remorse that I felt immediately after the fact, and then when I had to confess to Fiona about what I'd done, was was palpable when. Finn was running late for school. It was year nine. Uh, she was taking year nine really seriously. You mm. know, she was in... It was last year. She was... Yep. Yeah. No, hang on. It was year eight, which makes it even worse. Um, Fiona had taken the car. We're a one-car family. Um, she was running late. She was saying, can you give me a lift to school? I'm like, no, I can't because Fiona's taking the car. 
by this time, we're living about a, it would have been about a half hour walk for her, which we'd done. Her bike was out of order. So I put my daughter um, in an Uber. Oh. And then. On her own. On her own. Why didn't you go in the Uber? Uh, that's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why when, and of, and of course I'm thinking, oh, I can see exactly where the car is. I had a word to the driver when she got in. I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm telling you about this. And then Fiona, when Fiona said, how did she get to school? And That's I had amazing. to say out loud to my wife and the other parent of the child, I put her in an Uber and I told her this over the phone and there was an equivalent year's silence to like the time when I lost my kid. That is amazing. Because normally Fiona... Like if she, if I do something stupid, which is rare, sure, but <laughs> she, she will she will be she will be quick to to tell me so. Yeah, and even if it's just you, what that's ridiculous, you fucking idiot, and then it's a full stop. But her silence spoke volumes, and I just remember melting into the floor. Was it when, was it floor. when you like said it out loud? You realised you had fucked up, or is it no? It was when it was when the car had driven off. Yeah, as soon yeah, as right. Left. As soon as the car drove off, amazing. But, and then I called. She had a phone by this stage, so I just called her and said, "Oh, look, I'm just going to stay on the phone to you until you get out at school." And she was like, yeah. "Oh, okay. He's really nice." I'm like, "I'm sure he's behaving really nicely, but I'm <laughs> yeah. also sure he's Ted Bundy. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay on the phone to you until you're off," yeah. which made me feel better. That I could about hear your her voice. Ridiculously stupid about my decision. Ridiculously stupid. Oh, that's decision. phenomenal. And because see, you're, you're a good dad. This is. I think that's a really great example. Of it doesn't even matter how good a dad you are. You just have really dumb fucking. Sometimes dad you just fuck days. it up. That's one you of just the do. stupidest things I've ever done. Can I but use you know, this moment too to promote a friend of mine's business? Please. Uh, uh, George McEncrow started Sheba. Yes, a great which business. actually exists for exactly that moment. Uh, I'm now uh, aware of that. You can put uh, <laughs> unaccompanied minors in that car. Yeah. Uh, they're all female drivers. Yeah. Um, no or need for hashtag checks. not all men. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah. As a parent, you've got to play the numbers. you just got to play the numbers. Yeah. That's yeah. what you've got to do. I don't care how prejudiced you think it is. You play the fucking numbers. And so that is, they're all police checked, uh, all female drivers. Yeah. And they take under 14 year old uh, children uh, and or uh, women passengers. Well, look, they sound amazing, Harley. But can they time travel <laughs> so that I can go back, put my daughter in a fucking Sheba like, and not oh, be an idiot? How am I going to get you to work? Oh, fuck, I'm calling an Uber. Hop in. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I fucked this right up, <laughs> yeah. actually. Uh, like, I don't know why you didn't get in. Yeah, like that's. I know you don't. <laughs> I don't know why either. That's why it's a horror story. I fucked it up at every step of the way. Not, uh, there was not one point where some part of my brain went, really? <laughs> you know, so the, good. the Pixar part of my, the people running yes. yeah, the yeah, panel, yeah. Yeah. not one of them went, dude, nah. seriously? And your asleep. kid was all fine they were all the whole asleep. way through? Huh? Your kid was fine with it the whole way through? She was, she suggested it. So I, I blame yeah. her. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's the teenager's it's fault. It's the teenager's fault. Yeah. She wasn't I, don't, I think she, yeah, she was a teenager. Just put me in an Uber, oh, give God. me some weed, it'll but be But I fine. still get um you know, I I I I have a physical tightening in my chest talking yes. about Oh wow. It. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. I know idiot. I should. I'm an absolute <laughs> fucking idiot. What I do love is that that's got brought us to the end of the podcast where we're going to do a plug for your show, The Drop-Off, which you didn't even do that day. You just outsourced the drop-off <laughs> no. to somebody else. Yeah, there's a depth of irony there, isn't there? 
Uh, how do people find the drop-off? Uh, we're releasing it through the Facebook page. Yes. So if they search for the drop-off show, yep. or put in facebook.com slash the drop-off show, yep. we've got an Insta page, which is at the drop-off show. Great. Um, and that's, that's how you're going to find it. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. It's an excellent show. Oh, thanks. Beautifully it's written. There's like a nice little like arc there. It's fantastic. Great it's a, cast. It's a Christy Whelan Brown, who's a star. Scott Edgar's amazing in it. My wife and I are heaps better than them, but they're still good. They yeah, are. that's good. Yeah. You are the best. Uh, well, it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, oh, thanks mate. for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Harley Breen. Dads. <laughs>